welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. The Greatest Hits series is back again today with another episode. Our guest today is Cindy Ota, who was on a 10 Things episode with us back on episode 107. Welcome back to the show, Cindy. Thank you for having me back, Adam. It's great to be back. Welcome, welcome. As always, the guest chooses two components and I choose one. We start with Cindy's picks. First up, Unit 13's If I Could Build a Playground. Why did you pick this one, Cindy? Recently, I've been obsessed with this song. And I think one of the reasons is because I saw Greg teaching it with so much fun. I think he was on episode 132. Yeah, from uh, the show. Yes, on June 24th. So if anyone missed that one, please be sure to go and go back and listen to it. I watched Greg. Greg showed me his uh, video of teaching this song and it was he was having so much fun with the students that made me love the song even more. And also this component is rich with expressions. I mean, how would you teach something as abstract as if I could and just for you, right? And the question that we get to ask the students are filled with fun and, and it spikes their imaginations or encourages them to uh, think out of the box and have fun using the English expressions and vocabularies they have learned. So in Greg's lesson, he asked what the students would do if they could build a house, obviously. And it got the students to talk about how big they want the house, um, what color they will have it, whether they will have a swimming pool, having a jungle gym. And they even talked about how they would make a great big ice cream so they can eat it every day. And then we're not chatting the days of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it was, it was really nice watching the whole, whole thing. And the students were learning the expression, if I could, I would, without knowing they were. Um, it was magical. And because it was a topic that got them all excited, they were participating what each other were saying, um, actually listening to what their friends were saying. And that was something also amazing to see. And I think Greg did a fantastic job to initiate the conversation. And he got the students to participate in the combo by making comments of what each student said. And we always said, say, grape seed is fun or that it needs to be fun. And the students do not necessarily need to be shouting or they, as we hear sometimes loud voice um, or screaming to be having fun, but participating in conversation or being excited to talk about what they have in their minds and being able to listen to what their friends are saying and reacting to that. That is what makes the listen fun, engaging, and that is when uh, real learning is happening. So I guess in hindsight, I guess it doesn't have to be this particular song, but it's presently one of my favorites because it encourages imaginations. And again, it's engaging. I feel like it brings a class together. I'll echo that point. Every time I've seen this in class being taught, the kids are always really excited not only to sing the song, but then also to share their own opinions about it. And I really like how you highlighted there the target expression of if I could, I would. Thinking about how we can teach that effectively, it's really tricky because it's a very kind of abstract concept. And it's we don't want to, of course, translate into the student's language to right. tell them what it means. So if just thinking about it in general, if we tried to use that language in a lot of different contexts, just in this introductory phase of teaching mm. this expression, it'd be really hard for students to pick it up. But with this particular unit, we really focus on if you could build something. So really yes. focusing on building. So starting with building a playground, later on, you talk about building a house. If we look at the end yes. exposure quick checks, can students participate in discussions about the song? Tell a friend what you'd like to build. I'd like to build a big house. So just keeping it within that very 
narrow scope for now. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when we get to other songs, like if I could really fly, for example, then we'll, we'll continue building on this expression and giving students more context and ways to use it and showing them yeah. how that language is used. But at least in this introductory phase, we keep it in a very narrow scope, but it's still really fun for kids to talk about it because they can build a lot of different things. Yeah. And then it's a good chance for them to share what color they like, what playground they like best, whether they like ice cream. I think he also talked about snacks, different snacks too. It's just a great way to get to know the students better, get to know each other better. And yeah, it was uh, it was amazing to see. Absolutely. Now, one thing with this particular component, and it's really, like you mentioned, the kids get really excited about singing it. And mm -hmm. one of the things is when you're listening to the REP version, the audio track version, right. there's some extra sound effects and, and repetitions and things like that with this song that you'll probably want to try to avoid doing in class. For example, you have the again and again part, and then on right. the audio version, it's and again and again and again. It keeps repeating it for a few more times. And the kids will kind of want to do that in class. If possible, if you're strapped for time, you can try to sing a shorter version when mm -hmm. you're doing it the first couple times in class to kind of show that, okay, in class, this is the way we're going to sing it as opposed to the way you hear it at home. Also, the before the word stops, there's like a woo, 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 right. woo, woo sound effect that kids will want to mimic during class. Yes. Too. So yes. Uh, for sure. of course, you want them to have fun singing this song and you don't want to be so militant that you, mm. you take the fun out of it, but you also need to be focused on your learning objectives and your pacing. So try to keep right. things moving as much as possible and gauge, gauge your class. If your class is maybe very low energy that day, then you let them kind of do their own little fun version. But if it's, right. uh, if they come in really high energy and it's hard to kind of keep the management going that particular day, then kind of keep it moving. One last thing I want to mention before we move on to the next component is that Usually in Grapeseed, we don't ask the same exact question multiple times throughout mm -hmm. a unit. And we don't necessarily do that here either, but we do have a few variations on the question, if you could build a playground, how would you build it? Right. Now, knowing that going into teaching this unit, you'll want to just expect more complexity from the students over time. Now, this is something we always talk about with uh, student responses in general throughout a unit, but especially here when you know that you're going to ask a twist on the same question multiple times when you're in exposure five, for example, you'll mm -hmm. expect something relatively short. Maybe students can't put together the full sentence yet, but by exposure 10, 15, you want to start getting a simple sentence and then when you ask it again later, you want an even more complex sentence and see how much they can keep adding to it. Yeah. Keep pushing them. Don't just continually be accepting of really short sentences if you right. think they can do more. Absolutely. And not forgetting the expression just for you as well. I mean, that expression had been introduced to them previously, but it's still an expression that's kind of easy, but yet difficult to actually use in real life. So finding ways to implement that or giving them chances to use that expression yeah, um, is tricky too. Coming to mind, it's unit five apples, right? One yes, down yes. just for me. Just for you. Yes, so for it's me. It's not just quite for just for, yeah, yeah. But the, the same general concept is there, yeah. Yeah. Great. Moving on to your second pick, unit 14's Who Am I? Yes. I like how you're choosing these intermediate units here. 
I know, right? But okay, so before going into why Unit 14, I want to talk about this song in Unit 8, which I also like. Okay, great. I was, I was going to mention that too. So, so good. Get into it. Uh, unit 8, we have this song, Guess Who, right? I also love this song and talks about different occupations occupied by different animals. And for this song, while we are not necessarily focused on any animals per se, it's entertaining and fun for the students because we can talk about if the carrier that delivers milk to their house is a duck or if the doctor share he visits is a goat. And we can also talk about if their bus driver or if the school's bus driver is a giraffe or not. But the cool thing about Unit 14, Who Am I, is that this is kind of confusing. So for who am I is that while for guess who, we're just focused on the language expression, who am I? And then going from guessing the character of the song, then different animals based on the description in the middle exposure. And towards the end, I believe a friend or a classmate in the classroom. In unit 14, however, we're going deeper, right? Again, it's one of those spiral learning method groups uses. And in unit 14, we're teaching them the expression, who do you think I am? And that's something really cool because how do you teach that difference between who am I and who do you think I am, right? So by using this song, I can teach the students that nuance very naturally and in a very fun way. For example, I give them some hints and when the students come up with a, come up with different answers, I can be like, oh, so Tom thinks I'm a mouse, but who do you think I am? And strangely, with no explanation, the students get it. However, some tendencies I see that some teachers tend to focus on simply guessing the character or the animal, right? And while, while that is an important element, I think something to always remember is to ensure you understand the learning objectives, check out the teacher manual, and keep that in mind while, when teaching. And I think the instructions or the recommended questions in the lesson plans will make more sense and you'll be able to tweak the questions by making it more challenging or breaking it down to something easier with success as necessary if you understand the learning objectives. For instance, one of the key expressions we want the students to learn through this song, Who Am I?, is the word scary. And you wouldn't guess that unless you check out the teacher manual, you know? You'll just think, oh, we're talking about who do you think I am? But scary is one of the key language expression that you want the students to learn with this song. So, and I also love, the, love to point out to, uh, to the students how I don't think Rex are scary. And I pretend to cuddle it, pat it and kiss it and they'll be screaming or they will be mimicking me. <laughs> I enjoy all components with animals and this is one of my favorite ones. And you gotta admit the song is kind of catchy and easy to learn and fun to sing. So. Yeah, trivia that people might not have known about you, Cindy, is that you are probably the biggest animal lover that I know in all of Grapeseed. Yep. So <laughs> snakes, rats, and like, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you have opinions about the spiders on the wall poem as well. Yes. You're, you're yes, okay with Charlotte Spiderweb. <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll, I really like your points that you made, and I, I want to echo the the focus there that. A lot of teachers end up focusing on it being a guessing game, whereas mm. that's not exactly where we're going for. And even if we just look at the, the guessing game that the song looks like it's setting up for you is just to guess animals. Right. If you look at end exposure quick checks, can students guess a person based on a detailed description? I'm tall. I like to sing loud. I teach you English. Who do you think I am? Yes. So the end goal is to be able to give a description, not about animals or really anything. You can do it with people or 
just stuff in the classroom as mm-hmm. well. So, so bring it, bring that language out. Like you mentioned, students have kind of had the groundwork laid with unit eights, guess who? So you can move on to getting into getting kids using the language more outside right. of the context of the song a little bit earlier than you normally would. Yes, absolutely. And even if we look at specific lesson plans for this one, for example, as we get to those end exposures, lesson 29 here, model, um, I'm tall, I like to bounce balls, I teach you English on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, who do you think I am? And then after you do that and students guess, then you pair up students to describe themselves to a friend. Mm-hmm. So you're you're giving them the opportunity to then take it a step further. Now, of course, you could also make a little guessing game with kids if you have the extra time where a kid comes up and gives some descriptions and says, who do you think I am? And they're talking right. about a teacher or another classmate in the class. Of course, you want to make sure that they're saying nice things about their friends and not like, oh, I am very smelly. Who do you think I am? And then it's everybody laughs at one of the kids. <laughs> we don't want to do that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But keep it positive and you can have a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, and I've also seen teachers make like a word bank on the whiteboard tall, short, you know, or colors that they like where they live so that the students can choose from. And that also helps to ensure that you mentioned you don't want, you know, things going up. You don't want students saying not nice things to their friends. And so I've I've seen teachers trying to control that to avoid that kind of things from happening. But yeah, this, this is also another component that you can really go beyond and use your imagination and kind of really pull out the language expressions they've used in the past and informally assess where they're at and their English ability, their understanding. So I feel like this is also one of the greatest components we have in Grapeseed, and I love it very much. I think a lot of us like this song because it's really catchy. It's like a country music, something that you want to play or uh, sing along on a, on a guitar or dry, on your drive. Perfect. Yeah, getting the language out of students on this one's really fun. For example, lesson 18's lesson plan, if we look mm-hmm. at this. What bird sleeps through the day? An owl model an owl sleeps through the day and it flies yeah. at night. What does an owl do at night? It flies at night. What do you do through the day and night? So getting kids using language in really complex ways, because the example mm-hmm. here is I learn and play through the day and sleep at night. If you can get kids making sentences like that, even in lesson 18, that's pretty impressive. Yes, absolutely. And substituting the animals too, you know, like even using, if they're not, if they can't get that far, like using real life in real situation, helping them to get there, helping them substitute animals that they know, changing the lyrics a little bit is also fun uh, that I've seen the work with many teachers. So, yeah. Great. Keeping the animal theme, we're going to move to the last component of the day, Unit 8's Marvin's Friends. This is my choice. And what I like about this component is how it's a really great example of how we expose students to natural English without teaching grammar. So using Mm. this song and demonstrating meaning, you'll be exposing students to the language needed for comparatives without defining terms and explaining rules and doing stuff like that. Now, in the next unit, you'll have I'm the loudest and bigger than me to continue working on these. So of course we don't expect mastery from kids by the end of any unit, but especially Mm. with this one, we're going to keep working on those comparatives in the future. So this is a good introduction, getting kids used to talking about the comparing Mm -hmm. two things versus comparing three things, because that's kind of a tricky thing for kids, Right. but we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also a very easy 
comprehensible component for students to, I feel like, you know, of whether that's lining the students up to talk, talk about who's taller, who's the tallest, and small, smaller, smallest. Everything around the classroom is just full of props that you can use to help with comprehension. And it's, and it's also fun. So, and again, it's animals. So I, I like, I love it a lot. Because what are kids doing in general at that age? They're always comparing each other. They they know who the fastest in the class is. Yes. They, they, they play outside <laughs> together. They know who the tallest is. So that they're already understanding that concept. We're yes. just showing them how to express that in English. Absolutely. And also it's kind of fun to talk about, oh, you know, Miss Cindy, I'm the fastest. And they'll go, no, and yes. And that, that, the, I feel like all these components is a great way to kind of build rapport with your students too. And it gives the teachers chances to praise them, to celebrate their success. Like, wow, you were the fastest today. Or, you know, if, if they, like, if you're having classroom management issues uh, and you encourage a certain student to, hey, let's, let's obey today. And he sat down the first, like, you were the fastest today. Good job. And that completely makes sense. And then you ha also had this component in mind. Uh, it just works perfectly. So that's Absolutely. all the grapeseed components. Now, yeah. This is this is unit eight. So your students are probably five or six years old. Yes. So, so you might want to purposely lose some of those races if you're going to do those in classes. You don't want to completely dominate your kids all the time. <laughs> You want to at least give them a chance to, to win, and uh, then you can use the language yes. in different ways. Of course, don't you want to lose all the time? Sometimes you have to win, but you show yeah, them who's boss. To win. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And the fastest, smartest. No, yeah, it's kind of fun, you know. And then they and then they they, they love to prove you wrong. So mm. I love the illustration too. Oh yeah, I've the said, illustrations in this are great. I've said this before too, but illustration is big for me. And, and um, who am I? And also this uh, Marvin's friends. I love the illustration. It's very yeah, engaging. I tend to like the the, the cartoony drawings yes. a little bit more than the the kind of realistic or abstract right. drawings yeah. we have. But that's just my own personal opinion because I'm I'm not an artist at all. So when when you start getting into abstract drawings and things, that I I start losing it but that that's okay. just probably my own my own lack of sense and ability <laughs> <laughs> now i mentioned a little bit ago that comparing three or more people versus comparing just two people in english is a little bit tricky for conceptually for students in certain countries mm -hmm. lesson 27 does a really great job of focusing on that two-person comparative because when in general when you're talking to your class you're going to be talking about Kind of everybody in the class who is the tallest right. in the class in general unless you have a class of just one student or two students you're going to mm. be talking about three or more you're going to be using the the est more than you'll be using the er version right right but lesson 27 here gives you a good opportunity to really focus on that two-person comparative so using card eight ask what have they started to do here race which one mm. is the fastest the tiger who is faster the bear or the kangaroo the kangaroo who is faster at running is it you or your father and mother that just gives you a really good framework to talk about two people and yeah and look for opportunities to do that because in general in your classes like i mentioned you're going to be doing so much exposure to the est you want to focus on the er a little bit where you can here and there right well, that brings us to the end of our greatest hits a little bit a little bit shorter today but i think we we covered a lot of good stuff all right. Thank you so much again for joining us on this podcast, Cindy. Thank you for having me. 
Excellent. Everyone out there, if you have any requests for future components to be added to the Grapeseed Greatest Hits, send those into mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.